Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez is the Best. Today is Tuesday, April 27, 2021. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else but stick around. You might learn something new. What up, everyone? Happy, happy Tuesday, the last Tuesday of April. My goodness. Hello. Sorry I didn't record last Friday. I'm not going to give you excuses anymore. You already know. You've listened to the last Tuesday mixes. What did you do? Why didn't you record on Friday? Because I didn't do anything. Okay. So let's talk some stuff. I do have stuff ready for you. First of all, I got some shit in the mail today. So if you follow me on my personal Instagram, you already know. So right now I'm wearing the most expensive hoodie that I've ever owned. <laughs> uh, shout out to Adidas Philippines for sending me uh, some cool shit. So I got a hoodie. This nice, like it's like the classic Adidas hoodie. Uh, I also got these shorts, these basketball shorts, which are really nice because they have pockets, first of all. They have zippers on the pockets. And then they have this little, like, slit on the leg part. It's really cool, man. And then I got three pairs of shoes. I don't know the names of the the models. I'm sorry. But they, they're they on my IG right now, if you happen to listen to this. Before the next 24 hours is up. It's really neat. And then I got a bag of Mentos, like a huge bag. There's, like, literally, like, 40 Packs of Mentos in there. I love Mentos, so shout out to Mentos as well. And here's the thing I really want to talk about, though. So yesterday I had a hankering. I had a craving for uh, some, like, one of my favorite alcoholic beverages, which I it's hard to find here in the Philippines because it's it's like, well, it's a Japanese brand. It's a, it's a shochu, not soju, okay? I have to always have to clarify that because most people are familiar with soju, which is Korean. Shochu is actually Japanese. And I think it's made out of like barley or something. Besides, it's like, it's made of some, something that from the earth. <laughs> and if you Google it, go Google it. It's really, uh, it's really a quote unquote healthy alcoholic beverage. So like a shot is like 35 calories versus let's say maybe like whiskey or something, which is like a hundred something. Go look it up. It's actually very good for weight loss. If you're an alcoholic drinker and you can't part with alcohol. And you're like, I want something healthy. It's actually, I think, healthier than even like gin. So look it up. S-H-O-C-H-U. The brand that I really like is called Ichiko. I-I-I-I-C-H-I-K-O. And they sell it at this place in BGC called Wine something. Not Wine Depot, but it's like Wine Center. But they have a website. It's winesanddrinks.com. W-I-N-E-S, the letter N, then drinks, D-R-I-N-K-S.com. And it was the next day delivery. You, I ordered via credit card. It was all very quick, very efficient. They send you a text notification. It's all very legit. So if if you happen to want to buy an alcoholic drink, maybe f- you know to pass the time <laughs> or celebrate it, maybe a birthday or something. If you're at home, I highly recommend that. It it how do you describe the taste? It's it's very light. It's strong. It's strong. I, don't get me wrong. This shit is strong. It will fuck you up if you drink too much. But you don't get like a a hangover the next day. 
uh, I remember drinking this. Uh, I actually discovered this uh, through my my stepfather. My stepfather was Japanese. He he um, he let me try it a few years ago in Pampanga. I, I think he brought it from Japan, mismo. And I was there. It was my my cousins were there too. Actually, I forgot why they were here. Oh, it was for my cousin's wedding. So that not, it must have been three years ago that I've tried it for the first time and uh, ever since then it's been my favorite because you know if you listen to Halal show Rika and I we really love gin because you know it's very clean tasting very and it doesn't feel heavy this is like it's like Coke Zero <laughs> it's like the Coke Zero version of gin but just as strong it's really great it's it's fantastic so that's kind of like the update in terms of shit that I have uh, the shoes you know I, I really appreciate the shoes so I, I, I discussed it on this podcast a while back but Rika and I had a cool little collaboration with Adidas a few months ago and they finally I finally got like the payoff for that with the merch that I got today and it took a while right but it's all good I wasn't in a rush I, ha- I haven't worn shoes in like a year plus so I I have to look into getting silica silica gel in my dog. Then you know when you open like some stuff. Sometimes they even have it in bags of chips. Is it silica gel? The thing that keeps the shit fresh, like it it sucks up the moisture. Apparently, yeah, I saw it somewhere online where like your shoes, if you keep them in let's say shoe cabinets. But there's no silica gel. Like the moisture kind of wicks away, or the moisture kind of deteriorates the shoes. Imagine like termites. No termites. Not. I mean, it's not really termites. But imagine termites kind of eating through the wood in your house, for example. Like it just deteriorates over time. So I kind of have to look into getting that. I'm not sure though. My shoes are kind of. They're not exposed. I mean, they're exp- they're in open air. Like they they're not in any cabinets. I have to find some way to store them. Actually, I don't have that many, but I would like to kind of clean that up. So, I don't know when I'm going to wear these shoes. I mean, I would love to wear them, but there's really nowhere to go. And I, they, they're so clean. Like, I don't want to get them dirty yet for just to go to the supermarket or something. So, Yun. Okay, so what do I have on the schedule today? Um, oh, a couple of people messaged me on Instagram. I really appreciate it when you guys message me on the podcast Instagram. AJ uh, message me what's up AJ thank you very much for your very in-depth messages actually asking me about my thoughts on the Mortal Kombat movie so I did share on Halo Halo last episode last mix that I did watch it but I didn't go in depth because I feel like Rika might be bored <laughs> with it so let's talk about it this is going to be pr- probably really spoiler filled so if you haven't seen the Mortal Kombat movie and you really want to watch it and you don't want to be spoiled probably skip this for now until you watch it but Maybe just for the casual fan who's probably going to watch it but doesn't give a fuck. You can listen to this right now. Okay, so I really liked it because I played the games and I, the fan. there was a lot of fan service. Uh, I thought Cabal was so sick. Like the bad guy Cabal, the way he was animated just looked just like the video games that I played with him in it. Especially Mortal Kombat 3. I remember Cabal was in Mortal Kombat 3 and I used to use him. He was so sick. Uh, and Kung Lao. Oh, man. Kung Lao's entrance in the movie... Oh, it was, oh, it was so, it was so badass, man. It's when, so it's when I think Sub-Zero comes into the temple to fight Liu Kang. And Liu, Liu Kang, at first, he's kind of like, I mean, he's got powers already, but he, he he's not as cool as Robin Shu from the 1995 movie. Like, I don't know what it is. He, he just did not seem intimidating until he took a shirt off and he's like, damn, this guy is fucking jacked, bro. 
but he got saved, saved, quote unquote, saved by Kung Lao. Dude, Kung Lao's entrance was cool. He had the coolest uh, fatality, quote unquote, fatality with the with this with this with his hat. Oh, it was flawless victory. <laughs> it was so, it was awesome. It was fantastic. Uh, weak points of the movie. AJ and I were discussing it actually on Instagram, but yeah, Raiden was disappointing. Shang Tsung was was very disappointing. If you compare it to the 1995 Shang Tsung, see Kari uh, Takuga. I forgot his how to pronounce his last name. See the guy from I know from Johnny Tsunami, the grandpa in Johnny Tsunami. Tsunami. If you ever watched that movie. But yeah, Shang Tsung was was super disappointing. Raiden was super disappointing. Uh, the main guy, I don't know why he even was there. He was just, you know, he wasn't bad, right? I don't want to say that he was shitty, but he just felt it was like nothing. And his his power, his his arcana, they call the powers in this arcana, which actually I really think it's. I like how they kind of gave a little bit of story behind it because if you watch the 1995 movie, there's not really any powers. For the human characters like Sonya, Johnny Cage, Liu Kang kind of has something. You see a little bit of it, uh, and he does that that flying kick shit against uh, Reptile in the old movie. But they don't really explain this, the humans having supernatural powers. In this one, they call it Arcana. So even though I feel like it's a little bit of a weak point, like I, I thought it was kind of forced in there. At least they explained the powers. So that's why Liu Kang can shoot fireballs out of sand and shit, even though he's he's a human from Earth. But yeah, the the main guy I forgot. His, see, that's the thing. I for, I completely forgot his name. His he had no register at all for me. He was just a neutral character. But his Arcana was like the Black Panther suit. It like absorbed energy, which he could then reflect back onto his opponents. It was so weird. It was like, it was not satisfying. He was like a descendant of Scorpion. So you're like, mm. he should have just turned into Scorpion if you ask me. He should have just become Scorpion. That would have been better. But yeah, I thought he was weak. I thought Sonya Blade was also a little bit weak. The best parts of the movie, I'll tell you right now, were Kano. Uh, Kano, the, the, the anti-hero. No, he's a, he's a villain, but. He's kind of a good guy and a villain. I don't know how to explain it. But Kano was the best part of the movie. Kano, uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion were really sick too. Especially Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero was dope, man. He's played by the the guy who plays Captain, the Captain in The Raid, the first Raid movie. He's, he's a really good martial artist. I forget his name. And the other part, who did I like in that movie? Kano, Sub-Zero, Scorpion... And, uh, oh, uh, Kung Lao, Kung Lao. They were the best parts of the movie. And I'm so excited because they leave it, uh, they leave it open for a sequel. And if you don't know, my favorite Mortal Kombat character ever is Johnny Cage. And they kind of, they, they make it obvious that he's going to be in the, the sequel if it happens to be made. So I hope that happens soon. I'm really excited if it does. I think it performed well in the month of box office. I was looking on Reddit actually. And Mortal Kombat made twenty three point three million, and Demon Slayer made twenty one point one million on the opening weekend. So it actually did better than Demon Slayer. And it says Mortal Kombat is a KO for HBO Max. HBO Max posted its most viewed weekend premiere ever with New Lines Mortal Kombat, clocking three point eight million U.S. households. So there we go. It did well. So I'm guessing it's going to get a sequel. I really hope it does. I wonder who should play Johnny Cage though, huh? It have to be a good martial artist. It have to be someone with charisma. 
from the 1995 movie, he was the best part of the movie, Johnny Cage. And I was telling AJ, actually, if you want to watch the video game cutscenes in the Mortal Kombat games, there's so many posted on YouTube. It's actually really cool. It's like a mini movie. And if you've ever played the fighting game Injustice, uh, it's, it's, you can watch the cutscenes of Injustice. It takes up like 40 minutes and it's like a mini DC movie, like an animated movie, but it's 3D animation. It's so good. So Injustice, the story of Injustice is, uh, Superman. It becomes like a Superman versus Batman, uh, very Civil War, Iron Man, Captain America thing because Superman kills the Joker. Because the Joker killed Lois Lane. And Batman is trying to, like, don't kill people. Which is, I think, is the stupidest thing in comic, the comics in general. Like, why wouldn't you kill Joker, right? Because it makes you know better than him. Shut the fuck up. It's so dumb, man. It, yeah, If you look up, why doesn't Batman kill people? It's because he has, like, a code. Because his parents were killed. And he would be, like, no, no more, no less than the, no more than the Joker if he did. It's so stupid. By killing the Joker, you save literally thousands of lives. But he, he his code refuses him. It's so stupid. And if you watch the movies, you'll notice he'll, he's probably killed people by accident, Batman. Like, if you ever watch The Dark Knight, I, a lot of people die in that movie, like bad guys, because they get blown up in their cars and shit. So I don't really know what his code is really all about. <laughs> all right, man. So yeah, Mortal Kombat. Uh, and I said it on Hala Hala, but I'll repeat it once again. If you're a fan of the video games, you'll like it. Especially there's like a, some really good gags there. Like Liu Kang does a low sweep kick. And if I, if you ever played it, it's, it's like, it's an OP move that you can just spam over and over again. Like they, it, you or sometimes your opponents can't get out of it. And they actually showed it in the, in the movie. It was a really good, uh, call back to the games. But yeah, Mortal Kombat, fantastic. If you're a fan of, fantastic for the most part. Like it's just, it's a fun movie, man. It's just a good watch. Action. Even though some might say that the action had uh, too many jump cuts, I thought it looked very good. Like, it's not like Taken 2 or Taken 3 where the jump cuts are just all over the place. Yeah, You know that famous scene in Taken 3, I think, or Taken 2, where Liam Neeson jumping over a fence literally has like 15 or 16 cuts in the... in the. Look it up on YouTube. It's, it's like a famous meme. Taken, Liam Neeson jumping over fence. It has so many cuts in it. <laughs> it's funny when you watch it. Okay. What else did I have listed here? I have Oscar winners and Bimbi Aquino on my list here. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Bimbi Aquino actually came out as, well, not came out, but he, he went on record saying his, he is straight. He likes women because a lot of people are saying that he's gay or whatever, that he likes guys or boys or whatever online. You know, you've seen it. But Chris Aquino's youngest son, Bimbi, set the record straight about his sexual orientation amid continued speculation that he is gay. How do you feel, honestly, when you read these comments that you're gay? Chris Aquino asked her son in a video on her Facebook page last Friday, April 23. I just feel like if you think I'm gay, all right, dude. But you do realize that the gay community in the Philippines is a strong community, he said. I'm 14. Uh, it did not go through my mind because I know what I am. I'm straight. I'm straight as an arrow. Bimbi recently had his birthday and was greeted by his father, James Yap. So he's straight. There we go. He said, "I'll set the record straight. I'm. Sh- I'll set the record straight. I'm straight. I like women. I don't like boys." There we go. I just feel like it's kind of weird that he has to even make that statement. Like, who cares, right? So what? Like, I feel like people, 
Like, what's the what's the what's the big deal? Like, who cares? Like, even if he was gay, like, first of all, people shouldn't be like putting it out there, right? Like, who? I cannot believe there. Are, I mean, because I, it's the Philippines, right? We're very uh, very conservative, at least traditionally, right? I feel like the next generation of TikTokers <laughs> are gonna change that, but. You know, our parents, not my parents, not my mom. My mom's cool, but <laughs> I'm sure a lot of uh, older, you know, what do you call those? Boomers are, are homophobic or, or very, you know, in the dark about this kind of stuff. So I don't know who would be calling him out, but it's kind of ridiculous that someone has to be called out about that shit. You know, or even have to go on record saying that, hey, this is me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I do have a little bit of history kind of with this. You know, when I was growing up in the, you know, when I was in the States, I, not even growing up, when I was in the States, uh, a lot of people actually thought I was gay. Uh, well, I'm not, but a lot of people actually thought that. And I was even asked one time. I don't know if it's rude to be asked because I don't really care. If someone asked me, are you straight? I'd be like, yeah. Or if someone asked me, are you gay? I'd be like, no. It doesn't really affect me. I don't know if it would affect someone who is actually gay. If, if, if it's offensive to them, let me know. <laughs> if, if you are a homosexual listener and if somebody asked you if you were gay, would it be offensive to you? I don't know. Uh, but for me, from, from at least me as a hetero male, cisgender, I know, cis male, I don't know what, the, <laughs> what it is now. But for somebody who is straight, I, I've, I've never been offended by anyone asking me if I'm gay or straight. But so here's a little backstory. So in uh, in the states, at work in the theater that I worked at, I had a few coworkers actually think I was gay because when I would talk, I, I wouldn't talk. I, I I don't know if this is stereotyping, but you know you can sometimes kind of have a good guess if somebody's gay if they talk more feminine. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's is that sexist? Is that is that homophobic? I don't really know. I hope I'm not being offensive here. Like okay, let's say if someone ta- if I'm if I'm if I meet a guy and he talks like like vice ganda, I'm gonna assume he's gay. I'm not gonna. I'm just that's just an educated guess, right? That's just an, it's just an educated. But of course, you could be straight and talk like vice ganda. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying if you talk like vice ganda, I'm gonna kind of get make an educated guess that you're gay. But I didn't talk like that. Uh, it's more like I would say things that could be. Maybe people would be like, that's kind of, that's something that most straight people wouldn't say. <laughs> like, I would always say, man, that's a good looking guy. Like, I say that. I, I don't really have any issues with saying, that guy is so hot. You know, if I see a, if I see Thor on screen, I'd be like, damn, Thor is fucking jacked. He's so hot, bro. I want his babies. <laughs> so I'll say that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I, I grew up in a household with my cousins who, would say shit like that like you know he's a he's a good looking he's a good looking dude and i'm like okay cool <laughs> so it kind of grew on me and i guess maybe it's it kind of gave me a sense of like i don't know just freedom of expression like i don't really care what people think about me and it seems like bim bimby doesn't really care about what people say either it's actually very um i mean i really like that statement that he said what did what did he say mm I just feel like if you think I'm gay, all right, dude. Like he's very, he's very nonchalant about it. And I think that's kind of how I, I am about that stuff too. Like if somebody thinks I'm gay, what's wrong with that, man? 
is actually kind of a flattering if you think about it because first of all gay people have all the like they this i don't know is this stereotyping is this stereotyping here i don't know man but i think gay people are usually like more fashionable i i don't know i may maybe i'm just is it offensive to say that am i am i being please please educate me and i hope i I, i'm i'm being serious like is it offensive for me to say that i think gay people are more fashionable (laughs) yeah i don't know man is it because that's kind of is that a stereotype that you want to like get rid of should i just say that gay people are dressed like straight people i don't i don't know man am i gonna get canceled for this episode oh whatever um but yeah i think first of all gay people i for me this is how i perceive the gay community i feel like they're they're usually better dressed they're usually funnier and wittier they have the coolest slang that i wish i could understand most of it like they kind of have their own lingo which i think is dope um i don't know what else man but just i feel like if you're seen as gay i think that's kind of like a compliment right <laughs> so yeah a couple of my coworkers asked me like Hey, JC, I have a question. Uh, don't get mad, right? Okay. Cause it, I feel like, you know, I would be like the same thing too. Like, is it, please don't get mad. I just want to know, are you gay or not? Uh, so they would be saying, please don't get mad, JC, but, uh, I just have a question. Are you gay? And I'd be like, no. They're like, oh, okay. And I'd be like, why? And they'd be like, oh, because, you know, you said that guy's really cute or whatever. I'm like, oh, but he was cute. <laughs> the fuck? Anyway, so that's some, that's, uh, that's what I had on my list. Uh, I had Oscar winners. Let's go look into that because we didn't talk about it in, uh, Hala Hala show. So Nomadland actually won best picture, which also won best director. Uh, the name of the director, it's an Asian name, uh, Chloe Zhao, Zhao, Chloe Zhao. And, uh, Frances McDormand won best actress. See, uh, Yoon Yu Jung won Best Supporting Actress for Minari. Mm. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya won Best Supporting Actor. Did he? Is it Best Actor? Best Supporting Actor. What is this award? Best Supporting Actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. And Soul. Oh, thank you, Lord. Soul won Best Animated Feature. I talked about Soul. And it also won Best Original Score. But Soul, the Pixar movie, one of my, probably my favorite Pixar movie, won for best animated best actor was anthony hopkins for the father which i haven't seen uh yeah so those were the main awards i don't know if there was anything groundbreaking a lot of people were kind of upset online that chadwick boseman didn't win best actor or stephen yun didn't win best actor anthony hopkins won it uh, i was talking to uh Paeng, my boss and he was telling me because he you know Paeng, he he's a he's a he's a film he's a he's a filmy what do you call that like you know how there's food. If you like food, you're a foodie. What do you call that? A film, a, fi- a film buff. And he watches all the best picture nominations before making judgments about it. And I asked him, like, bang, what do you think? Do you think that Anthony Hopkins deserved it, or did he just get it because he's white? <laughs> and he said that he really felt like Anthony Hopkins deserved the award. So I'm not. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really say. I actually haven't even seen. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So I can't say anything about Chadwick Boseman's performance either. But people wanted it. I don't know. It's because maybe, because, you know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. It, it would have been a nice way to kind of like, you know, posthumously celebrate him as an actor. Mm. I mean, I don't know about giving an award just because the man died. So if he didn't, if Anthony Hopkins really deserved the award, then congratulations to him so i can't be mad about that and i don't think people should be mad about that i think chadwick boseman did really well in life 
he lived a good life. So I think we should just celebrate that. Right? Right? So yeah, did any of you watch any of the Academy Award? I've watched um, Minari. Finally finished it. And it was it was okay. You know, it's kind of cute. It's 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 a little bit slow most of the time, but I enjoyed it. I think Steven Yen is still one of my biggest man crushes right now. And I watched uh actually yesterday. I spent maybe an hour watching Steven Yen videos. I went I watched one where he went undercover online. I think it was GQ who does. I forgot who does that uh, series. I watched his latest interview with Conan O'Brien, which was like an uncut interview. It's all on there on YouTube. It's like a twenty minute long interview. And they have really great chemistry. Have you ever seen... Okay, do yourself a favor. Pause this podcast. If you have not yet seen the Conan O'Brien, Stephen Yun, uh, where they go to Korea. And they do they do funny shit there. You should go watch it. It's like it's going to be the best, like, the best thing that you watch today. So do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. It's all on there. Go watch it. Anyway, back to the Oscars. Uh, I have Sound of Metal. I haven't watched it yet. I have not watched Promising Young Woman, which I hear is looks actually pretty kind of good. Uh, pretty, it looks like a thriller movie that I kind of want to watch. I don't have it yet, but I'll probably watch it soon. Uh, I have not watched Nomadland, even though I have a copy. I have not watched Judas and the Black Messiah. I have not watched The Father. I have not watched Mank. I watched The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I think I talked about it on this podcast. It's a solid movie, but yeah, I don't think it's a best picture kind of movie. Last year's, was it last year? Last year's Best Picture nominations were very, like, for me, like, I really like them. Who won Best Picture last year? Yeah, Parasite, that's right. Uh, but I really, I was actually pulling for um, 1917. If you watch, dude, I watched 1917 in theaters. And, with Bayang, actually, now that we're talking about Bayang. And that movie blew my fucking mind. I've never seen Birdman but it's the first time that I ever watch a movie filmed as like a one take film. It was so incredible. Like the way I was like, how the fuck did they film this? It was so bananas, man. Did I talk about this on the podcast? I was pulling for 1917. I'm happy that Parasite won. I think it deserved it as well. But if 1917 won, I would not be mad either. That film, is, in case you didn't listen to my episode talking about 1917, I don't know if I did talk about it, but let me just talk about it again. 1917. Is it called 19, I hope I'm saying it right. It's the right year movie. Is it 1917? Yes, 1917. It's filmed as a one-take film, like one one camera shot, even though it's not really. But it, it's filmed to look like it's taking – like it's if, just watch it. The camera like follows them the whole movie and it seems like, where are the cuts here? There's only one obvious cut where it shifts to the second half of the movie. But other than that, you're like, damn, this is crazy. Dude, this movie is so good. You had to have watched it in theaters to really kind of fully experience it. But I feel, I still think it's worth it. Uh, if you watch it at home, just make sure you have like really good sound because the sound is really good in it as well. I think uh, it's really good. It's such a good movie. I don't remember. I, I can understand maybe the some knocks on it. Like the characters are not very memorable. They're like I don't remember their names. I remember the main guy, but I don't know his name. But it was such a good movie. Parasite, I think, was more memorable in terms of the story, the characters, the acting. But nineteen seventeen, something about that movie, and I, I don't really like. Um, 
I don't know. How to exp- Actually, no. I like World. What am I saying? I like World War Two movies. I hated uh, Dunkirk though. I fucking fuck that movie. But I don't. I, I, I'm not really into like slower pace because this movie is kind of slow at first. But just the way, just I was in awe at the camera work, the cinematography. Rather, I think it's there, and it won best cinematography. I think in the Oscars. See, I know. See Richard Deakins, who is known for cinematography. But yeah, 1917, do yourself a favor, find yourself a copy, turn the lights off, turn the music up, and enjoy, I would call it, cinematic masterpiece. That shit is a feat. It is incredible. It is well done. And if you haven't seen Parasite, you should watch Parasite too. Okay. Anyway, so the Oscar winners, we kind of talked about it. I can't say much about it. I have Nomadland. Should I watch it? I probably will. So apparently, there's a full frontal nudity for Francis McDormand. I don't know if that's something right up your alley. But if you want to see fully frontal nude Francis McDormand, you're in for surprise. Okay, what should I talk about now? How long have I been recording? Almost 30 minutes. Oh, there we go. That's a podcast episode, bro. Um, Yeah, Call of Duty Season 3 is out. And uh, I've been playing it a while. I won a couple games yesterday. I won two solo games. Mm. I'm enjoying the new meta. Like, there's not too many overpowered weapons there. Oh, here we go. From JT off of Instagram. He said, I recently listened to the latest episode of the Halala Show. And you talked a little bit about cryptocurrency. Maybe you could elaborate about it on the next episode. Okay, why don't we talk about cryptocurrency? Okay, first of all, let me go on the record. I don't know shit about cryptocurrency i just interviewed a guy who talked about it but i really thought that i learned so much from my interview with uh his name is chris tan uh you can look him up online and i learned a lot about like cryptocurrency just from the basic fundamentals of it because whenever i ask somebody about cryptocurrency for whatever reason they don't know anything about it (laughs) you know what i mean they're like so I talked to, like, let's say I talked to someone, like, oh, yeah, I put, like, a $500 in, in Bitcoin. I'm like, okay, cool, man, that sounds good, but what exactly is Bitcoin? They'll never have an answer for me. So I was able to kind of answer this question. So let me kind of spread my knowledge to you, my very bare minimum basic ass bitch knowledge about cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency, it's it's uh, something that's, it, it's it's like, made online, right? You can make it, it's like, it's a, it's a self-made currency, like, so it's made up of something called the the blockchain. So you might have heard that term before. So the blockchain is something it's like a it's like a receipt in a way because uh, each cryptocurrency has its own blockchain. So let's say Bitcoin it has its own blockchain. So the 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 blockchain kind of is a full fully transparent kind of thing where you can see the transaction history of everything that was used on that like blockchain. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Now it does. So Bitcoin kind of, and then when people talk about mining Bitcoin, like what the fuck does that mean? I never understood. Whenever I asked anyone, they wouldn't know how to explain it. So there are these computers that kind of, there's like a puzzle, which is, and this is the weirdest part to me, but it, it, I get it. I get it, but it's also kind of weird. So the creator of these cryptocurrencies, they make like these puzzles, which you cannot alter. Like you cannot, you cannot ever change the, these, the, these, like the, 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 the framework of these puzzles. 
and you need computers, like highly powered computers to kind of, it's so, it's such a complicated thing that you need computers to do it. So when you mine these, um, these, see, I, I feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore, but <laughs> when you mine these puzzles, they give you like a little bit of like the, the, the blockchain. So you get a little bit of value. So you, when you mine like these puzzles, every whatever you, you get a percentage of it, it becomes this cryptocurrency. It's so weird. Like it's so weird. And of course it's a lot of it still escaping, but my understanding, that's my understanding of it. So I was like, so why would somebody make something like that, uh, at all? Right? Like why would anyone make a cryptocurrency? Like why not just use real money? Because there's something called it, it because it's on a decentralized network. So I was like, what the fuck does that mean? So he was, he, the way he explained it was very simple. So banks, uh, the stock exchange, everything goes to kind of like one place, right? Like for banks and stuff, uh, or, or money, it's like the treasury. Or let's say here in the Philippines, I don't know where the money comes from, but like it all go, it's all centralized in like a certain network. So, uh, even stocks, right? Like the stock exchange here, it's all in one kind of, ecosystem what makes cryptocurrency very uh, attractive to a lot of people is that it's on a decentralized network what that means is is that it cannot be really hacked it cannot be uh so if one system goes down it's held on different computers like your 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 cryptocurrency it's available online but it's not held in one server it's like across thousands of servers across the world and i asked him like could it is it possible is it possible that like hackers or terrorists could take down a server, uh, you know, in Poland or something? Or I think Iceland, he said there's, there's servers in Iceland, China, US, whatever. I said, what happened? Hypothetically, if they take one down, could they, would it, would it do anything? He said, he said, no, because it's held in different computers around the world. Unless the terrorists make a targeted attack on all these servers across hundreds of countries, it's not going to happen. And he even made the, the, the very obvious point that if terrorists were going to attack, what would they attack? They would attack the centralized network. They would, they would target, let's say, an easier target, which is if all the money is in one place, they would target that versus your cryptocurrency, which is across thousands of, you know, computers across the world, servers across the world. That's how I understood it. So that's just my basic understanding. I'm sorry it wasn't very clear. It made sense to me in my head when I was doing the interview. And it's actually, I feel like I was able to, make my thoughts even clearer there. I need to get somebody on here who actually knows crypto or maybe I should just get Chris Tan again because he really educated me-ish. I mean, I, I he was also part salesman in a way. Like I am pretty sure he was all because he's like the marketing officer for a cryptocurrency exchange, like a wallet or whatever online. So in a way, I'm sure he was also kind of trying to sell me on the, the concept as well and, and our listeners but overall, I, I really, I really did learn a lot. So if you actually want to check that out, go to the Facebook page of Rx, facebook.com slash Rx931 and go scroll back to what was the date last Thursday? Uh, April 22. Go find the video post, the live, uh, video there. And if you want to listen to that, it's about an hour. It's a, it's a little under an hour long. And I, I really took it because I, it's, it's true. I, I, I interviewed as the perspective from the perspective of someone who knows shit zero about cryptocurrency but i really think that it, it could be something that is really big in the future and i asked him who do you learn from he said look at thought leaders in the industry so he gave a few names on there their names escape me right now 
just maybe put some money in it. I I I I feel like I'm gonna put. I maybe I might put maybe like a hundred thousand pesos in it somewhere. I have to learn where. Probably Bitcoin, right? <laughs> Seems like the safe choice. But yeah, I was really convinced, and I I feel like I know a little bit more now than I did yeah yesterday or last week. So I hope that's enough for you, uh, JT. <laughs> Sorry. Also, JT wanted to know my thoughts on the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I guess a little bit more spoilers. I'm not going to go in-depth about it yet because I feel like people might still be catching up <clears throat> or haven't even started it. I was... Uh, I really liked the some of the storylines wrapped up really well. I felt like there was a really rushed storyline there, especially with uh, Bucky and like the Asian guy. I thought that was kind of rushed. It felt rushed. Some of the scenes felt rushed. I was not satisfied with Sharon, uh, Sharon Carter's kind of storyline. Um, I, I didn't really get it. I thought it was kind of dumb. I really liked, uh, John Walker's plot line in the whole series. I thought him and Bucky had really great development. Falcon was cool too, especially the last episode where they reveal, you know, yeah, I mean, spoilers, right? But. Where he wears the new whatever. You know what I'm talking about, right? I thought that was pretty dope. Overall, it was good. I, I still enjoyed WandaVision a little bit more overall as a show. I thought the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier was better than the, than the finale of WandaVision, though. I thought the finale of WandaVision was a little bit weak. But overall, as a show, I enjoyed WandaVision more. Simply because I think that it it was just something so completely new. Because Falcon, the Winter Soldier, it's very Captain America and the Winter Soldier vibes. Like, the whole show, it has that vibe to it. The fight scenes are, are visceral and stuff. Like, the fight scenes are way cooler, of course, in Falcon. But it was just a new experience, WandaVision. And I really appreciated what they did there. Okay, Anna Baba. Uh, also, Riel, Riel message means that he finally caught up with the podcast. Haven't seen me live stream on Facebook lately. I hope I'm doing great. Yeah, you know, speaking of live streaming... It's not really, I don't think, you know, when I first tried it, I was like, oh, maybe I could get into this. But it's not really for me, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I'll be honest with you. I think that when I when I stream for five, six, seven hours a day, and I know you have to be consistent and I know it's not going to happen overnight, but you'll get like two viewers, three viewers, and then they'll drop out or someone will watch you for 10 seconds and then leave you're like, am I not entertaining? Am I not fun to watch? Why don't you want to watch me? Pay attention to me. I'm more important now. So in a way, you're you're I feel like, you know, I'm trying to be entertaining and whatever, and then like people will watch you and then they'll leave and you're like, ah oh, man. Uh and also it's just it's tiring. You can't really be yourself. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm I'll just be honest with you. When I am on stream versus when I'm off stream, I'm, I'm, I'm not completely different, but you can't, you can't be yourself sometimes when you're streaming. Like really yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that will get me canceled, but uh, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, that's it for the podcast. I finally had something really, I had a lot to say. Thank you very much to those who do message me on the Instagram. It's Tevez the best. If you want to follow my personal, it's, in, uh, it's, it's me, JC. Please listen to Hala Hala Show. We're going to live stream tomorrow on Wednesday because uh, we do have a new partnership with Elgato, the Elgato Wave one. So, yeah, look out for that. And, yeah, support local podcasts. Please follow my podcast and the Halal Show on Spotify if you don't already. Uh, it's very important. We need it because Spotify has a new uh, weird algorithm where they only kind of track 
new listens instead of like dedicated listeners like you guys. So yeah, take care of yourselves. I'll maybe record on Friday. No promises though, but you guys are already expecting that. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Take care and uh, see you all. Say it with me later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 